Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dinner Club Podcast, episode 216. Yes, 216 episodes. I'm your humble host, Darius. And first and foremost, it is great to be back. I had to take two weeks off because I was recording nonstop. I was recording, y'all, y'all gotta understand. I was recording from February to literally like May or June, nonstop, every Monday, no breaks. I had guests on guests on guests on guests. I was feeding y'all heat. And your boy was just like, yo, let me take two weeks off. It's funny because I was actually going to take another week off. I was going to come back the uh, the 29th, I believe the date is. I was going to come back that date. But I decided to come back today, the 22nd of June. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in to all the previous episodes. Um, thank you again to all the guests. Um, I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. You guys really just been supporting this podcast for two years. We make three years next year. Um, we definitely gonna do. We gonna do something big for the three year anniversary. I promise you. I know I said it for the two year anniversary, but the three year anniversary we might throw a podcast party. I don't know. Get all the podcasters and just make a big old episode. I don't know. But um, yeah, guys, uh, we're back and we got some stuff now. If you guys haven't been following the Instagram page, I usually post. I've been doing it. I did it again. I try to mix it up. Like sometimes I'll throw a funny meme up there um, about us recording about the about me recording an episode, or I'll do an episode preview. So if you guys are following the Instagram page, which you can at underscore the hot dinner club, you'll see that I posted the preview of what's going to be talked about on this week's episode, episode two sixteen. And we got some interesting stuff, man. I mean, last, the last episode I recorded, I was a little bit emotional because we talked about. Um, police brutality and the social injustice that's going on in the world with, um, you know, African-American males and females, or just, excuse me, just African-American people in general. Um, that was a very emotional episode for me because it, it was just one of those episodes that I, I felt like, I, first of all, I had to do two takes for that episode. The first time I did it, the first time I recorded, it deleted. So that made me even more upset. But then the topic that I was talking about just added it kind of added on and i was like you probably really didn't hear it and if you did that's cool thank you but i was so like just worked up for that episode i was letting my emotions kind of you know get the best of me and i felt like at that moment what i was talking about that was the perfect time to do that this episode is a lot more chiller i'm not talking about anything like that police brutality no social injustices and things like that we got some stuff we got some healthy Good old-fashioned fundamental stuff. We got some trend topics. We got some sports. And we're going to start off with sports because sports, it's been 100 and plus days since we saw the last national um, league play. Uh, baseball, basketball um, had, was, was, was in March, right? And the last time an NBA game was played was March 11th. And it's been, like I said, over 100 days since we've got it. Now, if you guys haven't been paying attention, this is why the Hot Dinner Club podcast is here. And this is also why we have a sports segment. The NBA is returning. Yes, the NBA, basketball. If you love basketball, it's returning. Basketball is back, right? So if you guys don't know, um, a few weeks ago, uh, actually, yeah, about the beginning of this month, June 4th to be exact, the NBA... And the Board of Governors agreed to bring basketball back. And the date was July 30th. Um, July 30th or the 31st, depending on, I guess, with everything going. I don't know why they have those two dates. I just know July 31st was, like, the set date. And I guess July 30th, if, you know, 
if everything goes smoothly, then July 30th was a date to get everyone back into sports and I guess set up the deadlines and have make sure the season kind of stays on track and things like that. So the NBA, obviously, um, Adam Silver, who is the commissioner of the NBA, and you have the NBA PA, the Players Association, they all have to agree to a restart. So the NBA and the NBA PA, they agreed to bring back the NBA season. And there were talks about it being in Las Vegas. Um, I believe Arizona was a little bit in the mix. And Orlando, Disney World, was like the number one place that they kept talking about. So when it, when it got finalized on June 4th, and then the NBA and the Board of Governors approved it, and then the NBA PA, which is the Players Association with the players, they approved it the next day. Um, they picked the plot spot in Orlando. So the way the NBA wants to do it is they're going to have 22 teams come down there, right? And each team is going to be in a hotel, and they're going to play in, I don't know how they're going to play, like if they're going to play in one stadium or one arena. They didn't say that yet, but they have it's 22 teams. They're going to play eight regular season games to finish out the season because when they suspended, uh, when, they got, when the NBA got suspended on March 11th, remember, the season wasn't done. The season is usually done in April, and then we have the playoffs in April, May, June. So they, usually the season is done by now. And we're on the off season. We're talking about the draft and things like that. But with Corona, a.k.a. Big Rona, a.k.a. COVID-19 or COVID-20, if you believe in the second wave, because that's what it's probably going to be called, um, that kind of messed everything up. So players, um, so starting on July 7th, players will report to Orlando, Florida, um, and they will start training camp. Obviously, these players have not really been practicing since, I don't know, March. You do have players who are doing secret workouts and secret practices and such and things like that. But for the most part, as a team, they haven't been practice, practicing in over 100 days. So this is actually um, dope that they're allowing them to have training camp July 7th. So they're going to have training camp. They're supposed to play about three exhibitional games, exhibition games, sorry, and then they play, the, they play the eight regular season games. Now, after the eight regular season games, the season is over. They go into the playoffs. Now, the playoff format, from what I know, is the same. You know, the first round, second round, third round, you have the finals. Um, I think it's each round is still best out of seven, uh, which is still great. Um, but like I said, they're going to be in a bubble. Um, they're going to be in a hotel. Each team is going to have the hotel. The, the number one seeds in each conference, so that you have two conference is conferences. In the NBA case, for my listeners who don't really know, you have the Western Conference, which is the team teams that are really mainly located on the western side of the United States. Then you have the Eastern Conference teams, where the teams are mostly on the Eastern Conference uh, side of the United States. So the number one seeds from each conference, they get the best hotels. They get the best room service because they earned it. They worked hard for it. They got the best record in the NBA. Um, and that's just from when the season was suspended. So if your team had the best record um, after, I guess, like Mar- let's say March 11th, you get the best hotel. Um, and then they're in a the bubble uh, and things like that. Now, the biggest question was... How would what would happen if a player gets COVID nineteen? Now the reason why the season got suspended because Rudy Gobert, the Jazz forward, he plays for the Utah Jazz. He's a center. He tested positive for COVID nineteen, and the NBA some of the games that were currently playing were postponed. They had to suspend play, and then they suspended the season. Um, so if a player does test positive. They will just self-quarantine for 14 days, and the season still will continue. Um, now, there is a lot of questions being raised because of Florida. They're seeing a high spike of cases, especially in South Florida. Now, Orlando is kind of in that north kind of central type of uh, part of Florida, if my, if my geographical senses are correct. 
So a lot of it's a lot of it's raising a lot of concerns. Now you do have players who are not playing, who are not going to return. Kyrie Irving, who um, has been very vocal about playing this year, play, resuming the season, as a lot of people would say. But you also have stars like LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They want to continue to play the season. Obviously, LeBron James, he wants his fourth ring. Giannis, he wants to go for ring number one. Um, it's an interesting situation with everything. Like I said, Florida with the high uh, spike in cases and things like that. Um, but I think the NBA, they're going to do it. At this point, you're already committed to the season. You have you have fans like myself already um, you know, already ready for this thing to happen. Uh, and, 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 and people have to understand too, of course there was going to be some type of controversy. You have, you have the stuff that's going on with the police brutality, the killings of this, these unknown black men. And obviously you have some players who don't want to play because they feel like it's going to be a distraction to the cause. But then you have other players who are saying we should play and use that platform to bring more awareness. Um, so it, it, it kind of it's kind of one of those situations. So you have players who are not playing because of those two that issue, and then you obviously have players not wanting to play because of COVID. And obviously Adam Silver, the commissioner, he he understood that when he was coming up with this, when he was formulating this plan, he understood that there was going to be players who weren't going to play because of the COVID nineteen. Obviously, so he knew that coming into this, it wasn't like. He did this and was like, oh, my God, there's no, like, big room that she's not out there. So he understood that. That's why he gave them the deadline, uh, players, I mean, team, yeah, team, players, I'm sorry. He gave players the deadline to um, had make a decision by June 24th if you're going to play. Because at that time, we have to really get the ball running. Because now we have two weeks before we can, you know... We have two weeks before the season, before we start training camp, before teams start to go to Orlando and go in the bubble and practice and really get into the mix of things before the season starts. Um, and then apparent, and then the, the date for the season to end is October 13th. Now, usually, like I said, remember, their traditional NBA schedule, we're done by now. But because of Rona, we had to push it back. So the season is going to end in October instead of beginning in October. And... Um, the, the date that they have, if everything goes smoothly, everything goes smoothly, the cases go down in Florida. Because Florida, I believe a couple of days ago, saw 4,000 new cases of positivity. Uh, 4,000 people tested positive for the coronavirus in Florida. That's a single-day record that they, they somehow managed to do, right? If the everything goes smooth in Florida, like I said, the tentative date for the NBA to return is November 10th. Now, by then... Football is at its prime. We got mid-season stuff going on. We got teams trying to make a push for the, for the um, you know, for the for the playoffs, and you have the NBA competing. But now, both sports are going to be really competing because at that point, the NBA in November is going to be just starting. We don't know what's going to happen with the NFL because we got players testing positive in the NFL. Um, we got doctors from the NFL saying that. They need to practice what the NBA is doing and put players in a bubble and have them play at one thing. The NFL is really trying to start the season on time. I don't think they want to push anything back. So that's going to be a lot. That's going to be interesting to see how the NFL handles that when they definitely do get that news of if they're going to push the season back, if there's a guarantee that they're going to start no matter what. I will break it to you guys. You guys will hear from here. But there are other sports on. If you guys are interested, we have boxing, we have MMA, we have golf. Now, I'm not a big golf guy, 
and I ain't watching it. Not going to lie, and I'm still not going to watch it. But we have golf. We have NASCAR. And, you know, NASCAR has been a bit of a controversy lately with um, Bubba, Bubba Wallace getting the Confederate flag uh, taken away, like talking to NASCAR and them officially banning uh, the Confederate flag. You have two um, college teams, college football teams, who have Confederate flags, sta- sta- uh, Confederate flags laying around campus like in Mississippi and like those southern states, obviously. And you have uh, African-American players who are very vocal and like, yo, I'm not playing until that flag is removed. And it's, you know, it, it took a little longer than expected, but I'm glad that, you know, NASCAR stepped in. And it's and it's so cool. It's the last thing I'm talking about NASCAR. <laughs> but it's so cool um, to see Bo Wallace. He's the only African-American racer in NASCAR currently. It's so dope to see his fellow colleagues right behind him and supporting him and being there for him. You know, regardless if it's fake or not, it's it's dope to see them really support him and have his back. Because I think one thing we have to understand is that these leagues, it's a family. Like, yes, we compete, and yes, this helps us put money in our money in our pockets, food in our refrigerators, bread in our wherever you put your bread at, but we're also a family at the end of the day. And when these things affect one of us, it affects all of us. So it's really dope that NASCAR is doing that. I know the NBA does it really with the commissioner. He supports his players. Some of the NBA owners are vocal about the players doing peaceful protests and things like that. In the NFL now, um, after all the backlash that Colin Kaepernick has received, you have owners, you know, trying to, not trying to, but owners really, you know, standing by their players and saying, hey, you can peacefully protest and things like that. So it's cool. And you know, the only person who wasn't really with it before, and now it's kind of, I guess, I don't really think he sees the difference, but he's just a troll. Donald Trump. And speaking of Donald Trump, that brings us to our trending top. Y'all like that smooth trends. Listen, man, I try, man, I try. Donald Trump. The president of the United States. Now, people joke me like, that's not my president. I'm a firm, per- I'm a person that says that. Barack Obama is still my president. But Donald Trump has been getting a lot of backlash since he's been uh, president, uh, since he won the election back in 2016. Um, and he just continues to troll and, and do things like that. If you guys don't know, when Donald Trump was running for president, he had these rallies. And obviously, at these rallies, he had all these. Trump supporters, make America great again, and things like that, right? That was his slogan. So, he has a rally on Saturday. Now, he originally was going to have this rally on Juneteenth, which which just passed. It was three days ago, I believe. It was three days ago. And he was going to have it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that was a no-go because of the whole Black Wall Street and the bombing and things like that. So, he was he, he knew what he was doing, but because he got the backslash of that, he moved it to Saturday. Now, what's funny about this is because... He, he has, like, these big arenas that he's doing these rallies in. He's not doing it in these small venues. You know, he's doing it in big arenas. And usually these arenas can hold over about 15,000 people, I believe, right? Now, you have to take in the fact that Oklahoma is another state that is seeing a huge spike and rise in coronavirus cases, right? He has a rally. About 16, I think it was 6,000 people roughly, somewhere around there, only showed up, Right? smallest rally he's had since he's been president, since he's been president or since he was running, right? Now, the reason, not even the reason, but it's so funny when I watch the video, nobody has a mask, barely people with masks on, 
got black people front and center with their Make America and Garrett Again hats on. But he got them separated from the rest of the Trump supporters who are white. So they're in their own little, sep- like they're, on, they're in their own section, but they're supporting this man. To me, that was like so ironic. And, it, and it's always funny because I always wanted to act a Trump supporter. Like, yo, why do you support this man? Like, what is he doing that you're supporting him? Is he putting money in your pockets that I don't know? Is he giving your family a million dollars? Like, when you go to these rallies, does he slot? Does he cash out a whole, like, thousand dollars in your bank account or something? Because if he do, then, yo, listen, if, 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 if that's what it is, I'm at a rally with my hat on because I can use a thousand dollars. You feel me? But at this rally... You know, he's talking, he talks about corona, coronaviruses. He basically says something like this. I'm paraphrasing. He goes, we have so many tests and things like that. That's because we're testing people. If we don't want to have these number of cases, we should stop testing people, right? That's what he said. He said something like that. And again, I'm paraphrasing. And he's not wrong, right? Technically, he's not. Because if we don't test people, we technically won't have these many cases because we don't know who has it. But he's wrong because of what how he said it. And it's like, bro, like... That's, as a president, you're supposed to be the leader of the nation. You're not supposed to say something like that. You're supposed to say something a little bit more positive. And then as he says it, people are like shouting and screaming. And mind you, these people don't have masks on. And science says, science, the data, not data, but scientists say that you're more likely to catch coronavirus inside than you are outside. So these people are inside without gloves, without masks. And Oklahoma doesn't have a stay-at-home order. They open up. They're basically open. Now I get it. And I tell I tell my friends and I tell people who know me. Listen, we have to really realize that coronavirus is definitely going to uh, be here. Coronavirus is going to be here. It's going to be here for a long time. We have to adjust. Even when we get a vaccine, it's still something we're going to have to deal with. It's going to be just like the regular flu. It's going to be like cancer. It's going to be like AIDS. It's one of those things that we're just going to have to live with. So I can understand why Oklahoma is open and and, and they're trying to get everybody involved and have these bars and things like that. I can understand that because they're like, listen, we're not going to sit here and have our people locked down and we got all these angry white people. Listen, we're going to open up our country. I mean, our country, our state. That's what they did. And look what happened. Boom. Rise of cases. And that's because they're not really taking it serious. Um, But yeah, man, Trump, Trump at these rallies. He And there's a video. <laughs> I saw a video on Twitter. God, I love Twitter. Of him drinking water, right? He drinks water and then throws it. The crowd goes like, wow. Like, I don't know if you guys know what wild is, but Here's a prime example if you know. There's a video of Michael Jackson shooting up, right? And just looking at the crowd, and the crowd lost it. I believe he was performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. This is before my time, obviously, but I saw the video. You would have think, you would have thought that Michael Jackson just came back and everybody was so excited. That's how excited it was when he drunk that water and threw it. And I'm like, this is the president of the United States of America. How did this, how did we let this happen? But his term is hopefully coming to an end. We can only hope it will. Speaking of end and canceling, Chick-fil-A. Yo, transitions on point. Um, Chick-fil-A. Now, if you guys don't know, Chick-fil-A, right, closed on Sundays. Now, it's two, it's two, it's two things with Chick-fil-A that I'm going to talk about. And, and they're like two and a possible because one and a possible, actually. Um... And the first one is Chick-fil-A. See, now, if you guys don't know, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, right? And um, basically, I saw something. I said Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays because on Sundays, they hold their KKK meetings. Um, if you guys don't know, Chick-fil-A headquarters is in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. 
Um, and obviously in the South, there's a heavy presence of K, uh, KKK. Um, even they, they, they also said it's some in Jersey. I haven't seen one. I'm glad I haven't saw one because we probably square up or something like that. Um, but I saw somebody on Twitter say they hold their, you know, that's what that's why they're closed on Sundays because they hold their clan meetings. The KKK holds their meetings. And I'm just like, that has to be the wildest thing I saw on Twitter, especially if it's true. Now, I don't, I don't know because... I haven't been to Chick-fil-A in the South, and I haven't been, you know, I've been, I rode past Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. I didn't see no white hoods in there, or I didn't see a van with the Confederate flag or a Confederate flag outside. I didn't see anything like that. So, you know, part of it can be not true, but the other part, if it's true, I won't be surprised. Um, which brings us to our next point with Chick-fil-A. The CEO of Chick-fil-A suggests white people should shine the shoes of black people to express shame over racism. That's what the CEO of Chick-fil-A said. Now, there's a lot of talk about people saying Chick-fil-A is canceled. We're, we're canceling Chick-fil-A. We're canceling TikTok. They don't support. They're they're they don't really support Black Lives, and they're can't, they're donating to Trump's re-election and giving money to Trump and things like that. So that's 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 the biggest reason why people don't are are canceling Chick-fil-A. Now I'm not gonna lie to you guys. About two weeks ago, I believe I had Chick-fil-A. I'm not gonna lie, some good chicken. Polynesian sauce, number two, deluxe, Polynesian sauce. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been eating Chick-fil-A like that. But I had Chick-fil-A, right? And I have not had Chick-fil-A since these comments have been out. So don't be like the Hot Dinner Club podcast is canceled. This cancel culture is wild. They be trying to cancel everything and everybody. But he said that. Now, come on, man. Really, like, that's not what... This kind of goes back to the to the to the episode I talked about you know a few weeks ago. We're not looking for that type of stuff. We just want to be treated equal. You, what, what is shining our shoes gonna do? That's not gonna end racism. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna do nothing. You shine my shoes, you still can hate me. You're gonna be mad that you shine my shoes. And he said that, and I didn't see anything of I didn't um from what I've when I saw. I didn't see him issuing an apology about that. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, or you guys didn't, you know what I mean? But I feel like when he does, he's only going to say it because he, he's getting backlash because of this. Now, I kind of get what he's trying to say, you know, but I think that's not the right thing to say. Like, we should, you should shine, white people should shine black people's shoes. Because honestly, that doesn't really do any justice for me. Like, what is you shining my shoes going to do? That's not going to you know, doing it, that's not solving what really is going on, you know, you're still not treating me like a human being, in a sense, like, you're shining my shoes, I just want to, I want to be treated equal, just like you are, I want to be treated like a human being, like, screw the color, I'm a human being, that's how I want to be treated, so you shining my shoes, that's not really, I'm not really getting any type of benefit off of that, besides getting some clean Jordans, honestly, you know what I mean, so, when I saw that, I laughed, I'm like, yeah, wait till, like, Twitter sees this, and now they're really going to cancel, um, they're really gonna cancel Chick Fil A, but man, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to cancel Chick Fil A because they're so good. You know, the waffle fries and the chicken nuggets and the chicken sandwich be so fresh and the Polynesian sauce and the lemonade. Like, can we like, can we make an exception or something? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna eat it, but like, I, I, like, come on, man, come on, it's Chick Fil A, y'all. Come on, it's chicken. <laughs> we gonna eat Popeyes, the chicken sandwiches. The Popeyes chicken sandwich is the reason why the coronavirus is here. Duh. Nah, I'm just joking. 
But um, yeah, man, Chick Fil A definitely under some backlash. Trump, obviously, he's always going to be under some backlash. Um, but speaking about some positivity, right? Wale. Now, Wale is a is a very interesting rapper, right? Because he has a he. Wale wants to be praised like how the rest of the great, like great rappers are, like the J Cole, the Kendrick, the Drakes, right? He wants to be praised. To me, Wale, you can put Wale in that conversation of great MCs, great artists or rappers, whatever you want to say. I think he's in that bubble of great rappers like J. Cole, the Kendricks, the Drakes, and the, and, the, and the Big Shans. And, you know what I mean? I think he's in that bubble. You know what I mean? Like, he, he kind of, like, I don't think he feels like that because I was watching an interview with him and Joe Button, and he, I don't think he personally feels like that yet. And he always thinks he has something to prove, which brings me to his EP, um, The Imperfect Storm. It's six songs, and it, it dropped at the right time. This dropped last Friday, and honestly, like, I'm so glad Wale dropped this. Now, Wale's been on a roll because he dropped his, um, he dropped Wow, That's Crazy back in September of last year, 2019. And to me, that was probably one of the best albums of 2019. You can make a case that it is the best album of 2019 to come out of 2019 that that album has no skips it's one of those albums that he really just like he praises black women of course but he you know he also talks about his struggles and things like that and i love when artists artists i love when artists can really show that side of them in their albums because or in their songs because you got to remember hip-hop started um back in the 70s because we were talking about what was going on in our lives. We were talking about the oppression and the poverty and the racism and things like that. So when he made that album talking about praising black women and uplifting black women and things like that, especially at a time where, you know, black women aren't as praised as they should be. And then he drops this, which talks about the social injustices and things like that going on. You know, we, I was actually having a conversation with, um, and the EP is amazing. I hope I recommend if you have Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, listen to it. But I was talking to a, a friend of mine, Evelie. Shout out to Ev, definitely the homie, always supporting the Hot Dinner Club podcast, always supporting Coach of the Core podcast, definitely um, a, a huge supporter. Um, she probably going geek, geek when she hears this. But I was talking to Ev, and we had a healthy, we had a healthy conversation about worshiping celebrities and and them not doing enough. And I told her, and I told her, I asked her, I said, um, you know, would you rather uh, a celebrity be posting on Twitter or be in the field? And rappers like Wale, who's actually becoming one of my favorite rappers now, along with Kendrick and Cole, um, he's one of those rappers who's in the field. Not only in the field, but he's, you know, he's, he's active on social media as well, but he's also talking about it in his songs. And like I said, hip-hop rappers, they use their songs to express themselves. You know what I mean? That's one way of expressing themselves. It's an art. That's how they express themselves. You know, I use my podcast to express myself and things like that. Um, and I feel like we have to get out of this this um, this thing that we're activists because we're on social media. Like, when I was talking to Ev, I had to let her know, like, just because you're posting on social media doesn't mean you're activists. We have to stop thinking social media defines us. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's actually draining now because we people feel like that and um i said i said we have to we have to understand that we put these celebrities in these places when you see celebrities not talking about what's going on and you see people get mad i'm like yo why are you getting mad we put them in that position to where they feel like they don't have to talk about these issues and then they're like oh my god but they're black but that doesn't they feel like just because they got money they can't be touched but 
deep down inside, they just black with money. They still can get touched. They still have to face racism because they're black. No amount of money in the world is going to help. It's going to end racism for you if you're black. You know what I mean? You're still going to get looked different towards. You know what I mean? But you just have a little bit of money. So it may not seem like you are more than the average person. You know what I'm trying to say? If that makes sense. So I, I, tried, I, I told Ev, I was like, we can't get mad when celebrities don't speak out. And we can't just, we can't get, you know, be like, okay, he tweeted something. That's cool. No, nah, that's not. Because anybody could tweet. Anybody can tweet. And we can't call that activism. Are you in the field? Are you signing petitions? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? We have to understand that just because we're on Twitter retweeting. And I get it. Twitter is a powerful platform. Not Twitter, but social media is a powerful platform. That is absolutely true. That is the nail on a coffin. Yes, it is. But that's not all you can do. It's great when you do both. It's fantastic. It's great. It's great when you can tweet. It's great when you're in the field. It's great when you're talking about it. You have people who talk about it. You have people who don't talk about it. We just can't get mad when people don't. And Wale is one of those dudes when he dropped this EP, he talks about it. It's even one song when he's mid-recording and you can hear the emotions. And I think it's the second song. You hear the emotions in the song and he actually like drops his head, his headset, his headphones and walks away. So, and you know, Wale being from DC and going to those protests in DC, which was very live, you know what I mean? Like, he he knows. Like, yo. So, but yeah, man. That's it for this week's episode. I'm going to end it on that. Um, try to end positive. I appreciate everybody who's been tuning into the Identical Club podcast. Um, big ups to y'all. Also, happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. <clears throat> Darby. <laughs> it's, it's an inside joke for y'all. He's not. Never mind. But um, happy Father's Day. To, um, happy belated Father's Day. Um, happy belated Juneteenth. I hope everybody enjoyed the Juneteenth. I hope everybody enjoyed the weekend. Um, the month is almost over, so whatever goals that you have not accomplished that you set aside for this month, please get them done. Please, 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 for me. At least, if you're not going to do it for yourself, at least do it for me. Do it for somebody, you know what I'm saying? You know, you do it for me. Um, yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, episode 216. Um, with that being said, guys, I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.